hello speech and debaters, extempers, and everybody else watching. Today we're going to be talking about the metaverse. Something that you've probably heard about but you really don't fully understand because nobody really understands the metaverse. But the good thing is you have the tech person here along with maybe not the tech person next to me. And we're going to be discussing all about the metaverse. And yeah. You, you, how are you? How's everything going? Everything's going fine. Do your research is going to be the disclaimer that I give to you here. We do our research. We try to know as much as we can about the world around us and what's happening. So I encourage you to do your research about the metaverse after hearing our episode about the metaverse too. That's like the disclaimer for every one of these episodes. You always do your research. Do that. It's important. All right. I'm fully energized. I'm ready to go, you, you. I think that it's going to be a great episode. I've been due. Like, I haven't, like, we haven't had a fully energized Spencer episode yet in a hot minute. So, like, I am ready to go. And let's go into this. We're going to delve in. It's a phrase that you may not have heard in a while. So today, let's start by asking a very simple question. What is the metaverse? Well, it's not just a verse about meta, the new name of Facebook, but rather it's really simply the internet. And it sounds really weird to define the metaverse as the internet. So we should probably go into a more in-depth explanation as to why or really what the metaverse is. But we are really talking about some aspect of the internet that does allow the metaverse to happen. A great example of the metaverse that can be that we should really use to describe would be Roblox. Now, I've never played Roblox before. I actually would probably care less to play Roblox. I've seen people playing the game before, but I do understand that Roblox game that shows off the metaverse kind of in its simplistic forms. In Roblox, you simply use avatars to go around and perform actions. That's the base of what I know, but that's pretty much what the metaverse really is. That is the metaverse in its simplicity. The metaverse establishes an avatar version of yourself to perform actions in either a style of a game or day-to-day actions. With that being said, Metaverse has been around for a very long time. You can use other examples of the Metaverse that you might be familiar familiar with would be Minecraft or Fortnite. And once again, while these are games, there are beginning there is some arising questions about what will be happening with virtual reality business. So essentially, there could exist a time where business is conducted in a manner via virtual reality. In this VR world, we could be designing business concepts that would allow for the purchasing of intangible products. In order to keep your avatar alive, you may actually have to purchase food products or other things that may end up becoming commodities. So businesses could perform very well in the metaverse and jobs actually could become created now kind of how this works is you take take facebook's new new company change to meta right and you purchase their virtual reality headset 
what you what you're going to be going into is the metaverse. You are an avatar within the virtual reality. And the thing that's interesting is you can purchase land and you can purchase land, build your own home, create create your own business. This is actually the starting step for real virtual reality businesses to start existing. While I don't know exactly how fast those are taking off, it's certainly an interesting world that's starting to be created. So people have been able to take the metaverse, which has been kind of slowly growing, and amp it up to such a level that is kind of incredible to see how fast technology is being created. And that's always something that's interesting about these tech episodes is we're going to be seeing how fast tech is being created as the process is going. But we really need to throw this out here. There is a big misconception about metaverse. And that is some people think that this is blockchain. There's no association with that. As a matter of fact, there's no association between the metaverse, blockchain, and Web3. So let's actually define what each of these mean. As mentioned before, the metaverse is a virtual reality in which people use themselves in the form of an avatar. Think of Roblox, think of Minecraft, think of Fortnite. Or you going into a virtual reality world with the new... I believe it's called the Oculus. Blockchain technology is a technology that encodes and or encrypts data in a decentralized or centralized matter. A very vague definition, but I think it does the job. Some blockchain technologies that are most notable are through cryptocurrencies, such as Bitcoin or Ethereum. However, blockchain is also used in the form of tracking lumber or specific grocery products such as lettuce. Blockchain is best seen as a data tracking system. And that brings us to the discussion of Web3. We hear, if this is not a term that you have heard before, it's really important to understand the term Web3. Even if this has nothing to do with the metaverse, Web3 is really kind of a big deal. So we're going to break it down pretty quickly. And the best way to look at that is the different types of web that have existed. And the original web is simply the internet. That is the system we use to search and find information. This is Google. This is Bing. This is Yahoo. This is DuckDuckGo for the people who use that, right? That is the original web. That is the foundation of it, right? Okay. And also with that, you do have email, you have kind of just your basic utility, right? Web 2 is best described as the rise of e-commerce. This is where you can purchase things on the web. So why you have companies such as Amazon or why you can purchase something from Walmart online is because of Web 2. So the current status of the of the internet or of how web is right now is because of web two, but we're currently transitioning into this phase of web three. Now we may already be there, but it's almost as if we're not completely at web three yet. And web three is really about value. And that's where cryptocurrency or digital assets really get talked a lot about. So, Web3 is about 
going and buying Bitcoin, using Bitcoin to purchase different products. It's about maybe taking Ethereum and transferring it into Bitcoin. That is where we are right now, or where we're almost at. It's really important to not intermingle one of these with one another. They are, in fact, different. But it's important to understand, you, you, where kind of like how the metaverse is playing into all of this, right? Because the metaverse is happening, is expanding at the same time that we see the rise of blockchain technology and that we see Web 2 start to really get to Web 3, which is why most people are kind of confusing everything together. But nonetheless, it's all part of this rapidly rising technological expansion. Yeah, and with rising technological expansion, as with any innovation, there are consequences that come along with technological advancement. And that's just the nature of the game in terms of how these products are being developed and kind of researched prior to the development of this particular technology or technologies. But let's dive into what we know about metaverse, what companies are now thinking about the metaverse and like who exactly is looking into metaverse what are the consequences, right? So now that we know what the metaverse is and what it could do to our society, let's talk about why it's such a big deal to tech companies in particular. And I'm mainly talking about Mark Zuckerberg and Meta, which is like former Facebook or like current Facebook. But Mark Zuckerberg was the one to decide to change Facebook's company name to Meta to show the company's dedication to the metaverse project. Zuckerberg's goal includes, but isn't limited to creating an avatar you can use virtually across all platforms, which would require kind of a partnership of all of the companies behind metaverses that currently exist. Because within like these metaverses, there are different types of technology behind creating the avatars. So for example, you have Minecraft, which is like block and pixel-like, but you also have forms such as like, I don't know, Movie Star Planet, if you're old enough to know what that is, where it's more like cartoonish human-like. And so kind of like differentiating between these two types of artistic style requires you to like change the code. And so partnership needs to be made between these two companies if they want to kind of transfer your individual character to like other metaverses that exist. But that's like technical talk. So moving on from that, it's been reported that Meta has already spent $10 billion, I think like last year, to develop this project and will spend $10 billion more this year to further de- their development of the metaverse. In terms of safety measures that Meta has taken, they have also said they will invest $50 million to develop the platforms responsibly by working with policymakers, industry partners, and experts to ensure it's a safe technological space. They don't seem to want to collaborate with other third parties or companies. And we also know from their track record that they're not really all that into developing like a responsible platform. But recently, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, which oversees market manipulation tactics, rejected Meta's request to shut down a proposal from Arjuna Capital LLC, asking for a third party to review the potential psychological effects of the metaverse. So this is kind of just like proof that Meta is engaging into these tactics where they don't seem to be as cooperative with other companies or as willing to develop this platform as responsibly as they say they are going to. So 
While Meta seems set on pursuing this metaverse project, other companies, policymakers, and people generally question whether Meta should be the one leading this project and setting these norms, and if there should even be a metaverse in the first place. I feel like this discussion can be split into three main sections. First is like antitrust regulation, second is Meta as a platform, and third, the idea of the metaverse itself. So let's start with antitrust. Maybe you're also old enough to recall back to the nationals topic from 2019 regarding antitrust and big tech companies. But antitrust regulation against big tech companies is still a major concern today and sometimes like even plastered all over the news depending on the week and also depending on the month. There has already been backlash against Facebook for its anti-competitive behavior and schemes to drive out competitors by either buying them out or poaching work from startup companies. It's no question that Facebook has bought out other social media companies like Instagram or WhatsApp. And in regards to the metaverse topic, the term we're mostly going to be focusing on today is the copy acquire kill strategy that Meta has been accused of using. And what this just means is that because of Meta's vast power in the media realm, they have the ability to pressure startups or other social media companies to sell themselves to Facebook or be crushed by Facebook when competing on the market. They would do this by copying some type of design or style from another social media company and use it as their own. But how does all of this really apply to the metaverse? Well, Peter Kafka reported that Meta has bought up AR and VR companies, AR meaning augmented reality, VR meaning virtual reality, to add to their technological advancement to develop the metaverse. On top of that, Stan LaRoe, the founder of the VR startup Lynx, has accused Meta of both selling discounted VR headsets to undercut stars and also poaching his workers by offering higher salaries. Currently, what we know is that his staff ultimately did not decide to stay or sorry, did not decide to go to Meta and decided to stay with Lynx instead. But they have kind of like refused to comment with news sources about that. So that's all we know. And these anti-competitive tactics draws questions regarding Meta's market practices and reveals the potential selfish interests of the company itself, meaning that the development of Metaverse might not be as in good nature as Meta has like marketed it out to be. But this also has implications with Meta being the leader of the whole Metaverse project in the first place. Many argue that Meta right now isn't able to regulate its own platforms that are already in existence. Regulation in this instance means checking for false information, user ill or malicious use of the platform, privacy issues, and other problems Meta can't regulate. Francis Haugen's recent expose is still fresh on the minds of legislators and to the public. And also, if you haven't seen our video on that, that would be a good prequel to this one. I think it'll talk a lot about Facebook's controversy or Meta's controversy and like a lot of the problems that Francis Haugen have exposed about the company. There are also accusations from critics and policymakers alike that Meta's platform has contributed to the erosion of democracy by not being able to regulate false information, such as wrong voting times, wrong voting areas that people could post to prevent certain groups from voting. And because of the mixed misinformation about polls, then again, it is also very dangerous for malicious groups to just be able to post whatever they want on Meta's platform unregulated for susceptible users to kind of eat up and take in. Yet, because Meta has been buying out the com competition and has become the leader to the Metaverse project, it's hard for other companies to even compete or advocate themselves as the ideal leading company for the project, in which case we're just left with Meta as the leading uh, company to this project.
And with all of the discussion we've done so far, it does assume that the metaverse should be a platform that is popularized. In a sense, it would be an escape from reality and similar to platforms like Roblox and Minecraft, like we've already talked about. But should it really exist on such a wide scale and to the same extent that Mark Zuckerberg wants it to be? Well, there are a couple of factors to consider before thinking about that. First is, can everyone access the metaverse in the first place? And if it does become popularized, it could potentially leave out the people that don't have internet access right now. Generally speaking, it would leave out those living in rural areas in the U.S. or those that can't afford the internet. And the impacts of this can go much deeper when you realize how dependent we already are on the internet for our news, information, work applications, and others. If this shift to a virtual reality, or if we shift to a virtual reality, then the people who don't have access are once again kind of left out of this whole process. Second, all of the potential security issues it could bring up with privacy issues, mental health issues, and issues related to what it would mean for our lives and society as a whole. Part of the whole Metaverse project is also to allow people to bring their work back home or go to work virtually and be there in avatar form instead of just zooming in or doing paperwork online. Moreover, the unregulated world of meta platforms and those problems would also seem to transfer into the Metaverse without a solution in sight. And if you even want to think about it more apocalyptically, I don't think that's a word, but you get what I mean? It could be something similar to like a Black Mirror episode where the ending is neither good nor bad. And it just shows like a lot of consequences of what it means when society is fully connected online or to a space. Or I mean, if it's (laughs) if you don't watch Black Mirror, you could also equate it to something similar to The Matrix as something that the metaverse could turn into. But those are all kind of like hypothetical scenarios that are more fictional than are like realistic, but it's still a possibility that could happen. Overall, the effects can be quite scary to think about and consider. So when developing the metaverse, lots of oversight and regulation is needed to ensure the safety of everyone. We just thought that it's good for all of you to know that the gist of this or know the gist of this information so you can do research in your own time and stay informed. But where the future of the metaverse lies is still to be decided. That's going to move us on to not a question port. So ironically, Extem Central does not have any questions pertaining to the metaverse. It's kind of a died off discussion in a lot of ways. We're going to try something new. We want to hear your feedback. We're going to call this segment futuristic impacts. And kind of what we're going to be looking at is how this is going to have an effect in the future. And hopefully, and if we if we get a lot of support, first off, let us know. If you like it, let us know if you hate it. But if we get a lot of support in future episodes, you, you we'll go ahead and present future impacts. We'll spend we'll spend less time on background as a result of that, but we'll spend more time on like how this could impact the future, and then we will proceed with possible questions. So this is designed to be more of like a discussion period. And I'm going to begin with something that's going to be very dark. So we really have to think about it like this, okay? Facebook in general is a platform that has 2 billion users, okay? No regulation can control that, okay? Facebook is its own government, okay? That is a fact. It is straight up truth. And the reason, I mean, it has to be because no government controls 2 billion people in the world. 
So Facebook has to have its own way of controlling its own members. The U.S. really can't pass a law that is going to go right against that can that can regulate Facebook at, at this point. Hey, it's really difficult to do that. Meta has a Meta basically has the world government right now. Hey, kind of hard to think about it like that, but take a minute, really think about it this way. Here's the effects that we know and kind of some of the things we've talked about in that eighth episode, but some other things we really need to talk about now. We know that Facebook has been the result of a lot of societal problems. Hey, it has been a result of, I think some of the things we talked about in that episode was we know that people joined groups were basically forcing them into what was eventually going to be January 6th. We know the insurrection started as a group on Facebook. We know that the genocide in Myanmar was something that was started by a group on Facebook. Facebook is a result of a lot of the world problems. It's in Meta's best interest to actually develop the metaverse. And here's why. As Zuckerberg destroys the world, quite literally, as it's happening, for profit, the best way for him to do to prevent you from realizing that he is destroying the world is to put you in virtual reality. Think about this for a minute. This is what we are really looking at with when we're talking about meta and what's going on is we are literally watching the matrix get written. This is really what's happening right now. I, I, I love technology. I am really obsessed with it. You can ask you, you, I love, I love technology, right? I think blockchain is some of the coolest things that you're ever going to see. I love the idea of having a currency online where you can be able to transact in some way or another. This feels very much like we are getting ready for the matrix. It feels to me like we are trying to go into a real virtual or augmented reality that distracts us from what's happening in the real world. Like this, to me, really feels like I I really don't know if you can pass regulation that pertains to the metaverse because the metaverse can create its own government. The metaverse can create its own society. You can have businesses in the metaverse. Hey, the metaverse is a utopia as the dystopia that you're living in is occurring. This is the technology that's being developed. Hey, this is what's being discussed in this episode. This is problematic. This is really the matrix. Not even joking. I, you, you, what do you think? I think there's potential for this project to become somewhat sort of like the matrix, but it's all dependent on what happens in the development process and who is overseeing it, who is regulating it, and if it even can be like regulated in the first place. Recently, though, we do know that there has been 
a waste of spending in terms of Meta's investment into creating the metaverse and uh, developing that whole universe where everybody can just be connected to. And that could be like a major factor or like it could factor in a lot of the issues that we don't really think about. But in terms of like when metaverse might be created or like if metaverse can be implemented on such a global worldwide scale in the first place is still like a question to be asked because the feasibility of that doesn't seem like it would happen right now or like in our current status quo. But the technology and the development of this technology is still very much there and is being developed right now. So I think it has like the possibility to become something like the matrix because of just like the nature of this type of technology to connect everybody through VR and things like that. And it could kind of be somewhat like the Sims, but when everybody else is also a Sim living within the world. But that also means that we can escape our own realities into this like metaverse virtual reality world where we feel maybe more safer or just like more comfortable. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we are safer or we are comfortable. And I think similar technology that is being developed alongside the development of the metaverse would kind of just be Elon Musk's proposal to implement like a chip within everybody. And it would kind of just be like a chip that's in your brain or like a chip that lets you do things and pay for things, which he even said seemed like a Black Mirror episode that we were going to be living in, like a world that we were going to be creating, but within the like Black Mirror universe. And with the development of these technologies, like I've like iterated before, we always should think about the consequences of developing these technologies and also think about what it would mean when this technology or if this technology is introduced into our society as a whole. Like how does the change, how does that change dynamics of the way that we interact with each other, of the way that we think about things just culturally and also socially? Because it's not just about like governmental institutions. It's not just about like the platform itself. It's about the new social institutions that this technology can also create that makes it super duper spooky and kind of very apocalyptic, dystopian type uh, of mindset that it would put you in, basically. But like as of right now, I think the development of the metaverse and other new technologies is still going to be developed regardless, because it doesn't seem like anybody is able to stop the research and development into the creation of the metaverse for everybody. Like metaverses have existed. It's just through the image of Mark Zuckerberg and what he wants with the metaverse. That's something that is new and something that he has invested a lot into developing, which doesn't seem like it's going to slow down anytime soon. So the next best thing that we can kind of focus on is just like, how do we regulate this development process? And if necessary, should we just ban this technology in the first place? But I know like whenever we hear the word ban, there's always some like inclination in the back of our minds of saying, oh, don't ban things like that's bad because it's my right to do this particular thing. But when we talk about something that has such wide implications and negative implications at that, we do need to consider drastic measures that could be taken if something does go wrong or go right. I completely agree. There is, I don't really know if I can agree more, right? If you like, take, like this is one of those topics that like, 
take your bias, put it aside. Seriously. Like we're really talking about something that's a huge deal, right? One thing we do know about technology is it, it has this, it, it follows a process that's called disruptive innovation. Innovation, and I know some people who listen on Spotify and whatever can't see me, but innovation typically has a curve where it like peaks at peaks at some point and then it comes back down, right? I believe it's called Moore's curve. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. Definitely know it starts with an M though. Typic- every kind of innovation typically peaks. Disruptive innovation only occurs with technology. And what it does is it starts at some point and once it hits its peak, it follows again. It 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 starts again. Hey, and then it peaks and it starts again. It's actually called some people refer to them as S curves because it keeps going. Okay? And as technology continuously advances, it kind of gets to a point where it can almost become uncontrollable. And that's something that we get really concerned with. And ironically, that brings into the Andrew Yang argument of the UBI, right? Because this is really turning into a situation in which technology can in fact get out of control and and like it's just one of those things that it should be it in my view in my really in-depth understanding of technology my love for technology i think it's cool to go out and escape reality into a virtual world and i love the idea i love it so much but this is almost like one of those that like you see the apocalypse coming and you don't realize it kind of thing. Hey, like it's, it's right there. It's at your door. Hey, but we don't see that as the apocalypse because we're not well aware of how this technology has advanced so much. Right. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I think people should be very weary about this. It's, it's a little bit more concerning than I like, as I kept thinking about this, like we discussed this a little bit in my perverse incentives class, but as I kept thinking about this, this feels very, this feels like one of those things that our, just every government in the world should prevent. Like if, especially when you have a company that has such a massive process, profit, 2 billion users, right? Like they can re- like meta can really get people into the metaverse. And that is something that is real. It is there. Hey, like, yes, this may not be available for every person in the world, but if the impacts from meta are really impacts from meta's Facebook are really there and really do persist, then it's really important for us to understand that, they want you to get out of the world they have created. Really, they like right now, I think the best way to say it, you, you is we are living in Meta's world and they are really telling us how we are going. Like the way that they've developed it, this algorithm, it, it's just it's everything about what Meta has about what Facebook has done. When you look at its impacts, when you look at its results for profit. It has resulted in some of the most consequential things on this planet, not, not just on this planet, in the U.S. And the only thing they can do 
is keep following the technology because that's how they are making a profit. Hey, admittedly, they're making a profit off of our dystopia. Hey, and like even my blockchain class admits to this. This is a problem. When you have a class that is full of tech tech nerds like myself, right? You that are saying this is problematic. We really have a problem. Hey, this is not something that is just an issue like we're trying to be for we really are trying to be forced out of where we are and putting us into this utopia like world is not a good thing <laughs> i think that this is really bad because i love the idea of escaping from reality that's maybe a good reason why we keep roblox and minecraft like i've once again never played either of those games you some people would be shocked i've never played minecraft but I think that that's a really cool thing, right? I like the idea. I think it's awesome. Creating your own world, like this is, this is dangerous. We, this is, this is actually dangerous for so many people. And Meta at some point can have the power to really get us, like really get us all there. A lesson in what happens when you leave these types of powers unchecked for so long. And like, we've only been able to kind of get at regulation and talks of regulation just recently in terms of antitrust on social media companies and calling out Mark Zuckerberg and his actions and Francis Haugen being a whistleblower for what Meta has been doing and what Meta has been ignoring that are real legitimate problems with their platform. And I think this is the problem that most people kind of tend to gravitate towards, especially critics, when they realize Facebook is trying to develop this metaverse and develop it to the fullest extent possible, is because they understand that Facebook's actions, like the meta's actions, have not been the most ethical. And it doesn't seem like they have been regarding like the safety of their technology, but also the safety the humans, the users using their technology. And this is what has been causing a lot of the negative consequences that has arisen from the explosion of social media platforms, especially with like Facebook in itself. And I also think that this is a lesson in what happens like when one sole company has the ability to kind of dictate where the social media universe goes to, right? And like this is why antitrust is such has been such like a big topic in recent years, is because now there's a lot of attention being thrown onto Facebook and Facebook's ability to kind of just acquire startups and build their own technology and not really have that any other competitors being able to contest their power in the platform. And having competitors can sometimes be good because they can keep each other in check and keep the technology that each other is making in check as well to make sure that they're following ethical standards and doing everything necessary to consider all of the negative consequences that can arise from their innovation and their development of technology. Because there is a point where technology can be bad. And I tend to think that maybe we don't really think about like the negative consequences that can arise from technological innovation as much because we see that so much in movies we see that so much in tv shows and to us it's just fiction it's a tv show and we don't ever really try to conceptualize what can happen in real life if the same kind of patterns happened in these fictional stories because we just associate that solely with fiction but 
what we tend to forget is that these pieces about the impacts and consequences of technological innovation of a metaverse, like Black Mirror, like The Matrix, like every other book that talks about AI and it's like sci-fi fantasy, those books try to teach you lessons about technological advancement and what can go wrong when technological advancement is left unchecked and unregulated. And so really, this is a conversation surrounded about the metaverse, but this is also a conversation about innovation and when innovation can actually be a bad thing rather than a good thing. And so that's why we kind of mainly encourage you to do research on your own time and do more research to look into what metaverse is actually trying to do and what metaverse seems like or like what path the metaverse is trying to take in terms of meta developing the metaverse and not just like your average video game metaverse like Roblox or like Minecraft. And absolutely, you, this is important to research, right? But I want, I do want to give like some kind of optimism, right? Because they're like, I've been pretty pessimistic and there, there are some good things that come out of technological advancement. Let's really make sure we know that. Right. As a matter of fact, technology has made a lot of people's life quite easier. Okay. And yes, there's been downfalls since we have been developing technology as much as we have been. Hey, the real thing to, to keep in mind, like I, I think blockchain tech, like just to kind of throw this out here. I think blockchain technology is one of the, really an amazing innovation or an amazing find and that we now have the ability to go down this route to track data in a form that's basically borderless because this can hold people accountable this can like this can actually be really good for a lot of reasons and not to take it to blockchain for a little bit but like blockchain we know can be used to as a method of Here's putting in the data for the evidence that was collected against somebody that did commit a crime, right? That lawyers can use and lawyers can look at and share with their witness or share with their client. And then they can find that evidence that might be against it, right? And like blockchain has a lot of really good purposes. And that's why I think I fell like when I did the research and when I did the learning about blockchain, I felt that blockchain is really good. Okay, I think its innovation is fantastic. I don't think there's really anything wrong with it. And as you research it, you you understand that it is a very good. It's really good. Okay? This is one of those that's not the same. Okay? It's when when you do your research and when you actually understand the technology, it feels it starts to feel kind of apocalyptic. In, in a lot of ways. And we, we've got to be careful about the technologies that we choose to go with, right? Now, if I'm not mistaken, Meta is not doing very well at selling the Oculus. Hey, I want to double check that. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't think that they are doing very well with the Oculus and how it's been in the metaverse. However, that does not mean that at some point in time they can get better. And that is like, once again, we don't have like, we're not at the technology to where everybody's going to have this yet, but the fact that the technology exists, right. It's, this is a really bad comparison. I make bad comparisons on this show all the time, but it's like when we first, 
tested the nuclear bomb. Like, at first we were like, wow, it's a nuclear bomb, right? This makes us look scary, right? This is the same thing to me. And it feels very much similar. That is a very scary comparison. But this really feels like we're testing the waters of what can be our future. And it's one of those that's like we we talk about all the time with like we we're mentioning all from the beginning here, like we're talking about the matrix, right? We know like Elon Musk developing the human robot, right? What if that turns and in, turns into the Terminator kind of thing, right? What if like we, we really talk quite a bit, like you you said, we, we anticipate it as fiction. This really can be bad. And it can turn into one of these situations that, yeah, we don't want to deal with this. Like this, when is technology too much, right? And my, my piece of optimism that I was really going to go for before I went on to this other tangent, right? My piece of optimism is large companies always get beat at some point in time. Facebook is not there to stay forever. And that that sounds weird, but it's not, right? Think of like some of the biggest giants that used to be like biggest companies that used to be huge, right? Some of them are going away. I think a really good example of that would be Kmart, right? I saw something the other day, random, random thing, but I saw something the other day that Kmart's like down to 30 stores after being like, really competitive the company that took it out walmart right obviously amazon's another impact of that giant companies do get beat it does happen in a capitalistic system okay that's something to be optimistic about however that can also be problematic i'll show on both sides the problem of that is if meta here gets beat to the metaverse in the way that the meta is thinking about it, imagine how fast that can go. Imagine the impacts that we're talking about now, how quickly that can be, right? I think that this is something that people should research as we were talking about, but we it's also like a really good topic to talk about social issues, those economic impacts, and really what's going on with technological advancement. Yeah. Just a lot to think about when it comes to technological advancement, we feel. But the emphasis of this episode was kind of just the consequences that technological advancement can have, but also some solutions that we could like pursue in order to check back against the negative consequences of advancements. And that would kind of just be like maybe even starting out regulation, enforcing antitrust laws, and like actually checking back on bad company behavior, especially like monopolistic behavior that can be detriment to competition, that can like harm consumers in its own right, and things like that. So it's not all doom and gloom or apocalyptic, but it is a reality that we do have to face, especially in this day and age where technological advancement is at the center of everything for some apparent reason. But yeah, I think this episode was like a good introduction in tech rather than just like our Facebook episode on Francis Haugen. Yeah. And I don't have anything else. I think I'm good to wrap it up if you are. Cool. Yeah. I feel like I'm ready to wrap it up. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
I hope you get the one in the round. If you don't, let us know how you did. Let us know how we did. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to DM either me or Spencer or our social media platforms. Oddly through Meta, but it's okay. It's okay. We also have Twitter. So that is at the Half Hour Exam Podcast. Mila will most likely be the one responding to you, but it's okay. She'll link your messages to us. It's all good. It's all good. So yeah, make sure to hit the subscribe button to our YouTube channel and ring the bell so that you don't miss future episodes that are posted on our YouTube channel faster than the top, but also support one class. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. And we will see you in the next episode. Thank you all so much for watching. And until next time, we will see you all later.